Oh, we're not talking about House of Wolves? Is it anything like House of Leaves? No. Okay. It's still got werewolves. This title sounds very similar. No, it's 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 House of Wolves. Okay. Cool. It's really fun. You grew up in one of those. I did. I did. All right. <laughs> well, I guess anyway. we're talking about Percy Jackson. Cool. I'm looking at your new uh, Sea of Monsters cover. Yep. Uh, we got a we got a new cover. Did we we discussed this one right? Oh, yeah, we yeah. I, I pulled it up on my phone and, and we talked okay. about the that image, yeah. Cool. You're spoiling it. I was gonna be like, yeah, I got a new book. <laughs> Sorry for spoilers. Hello, and welcome to Chronically Olympus, the podcast in which my co-host and I discuss the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series chapter by chapter, and today we are discussing chapter three of The Sea of Monsters. We hail the taxi of eternal torment. I am a Canadian, also known as Kristen, and this is my co-host. I'm Tyson. Hi, Tyson. Also known as Chris. Good to see you. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. You feeling a little queasy? Or are you okay? How's your stomach? Oh, we're... You need Annabeth's backpack? I'll was, grab it real quick. I was going to say we're stationary right now, so I'm totally fine, but you, Kristen's been um, very keen to make the observation that, oh no, we're always whipping around the earth at an impressively high <laughs> speed, and so if I say anything about being stationary ever, she's just like, but we're moving through the universe so quickly. <laughs> your impression of me uh-huh but we're moving through the universe so quickly yep the listeners can't see that i pushed up my imaginary glasses yep and that um which is relevant because Kristen does wear glasses and i pushed up my real glasses (laughs) when i repeated him if anybody wasn't aware of what Kristen looks like she wears glasses anyway that's (laughs) most of the time that's that's part of the description yep anyway uh cool so we're discussing this chapter um, should we banter first? How are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. I've been having a really, uh, fun time. Uh, I'm on a ARC list for advanced, uh, reader copy of a book that'll be publishing on August 12th. And so I have one and a half chapters left in it to read. I thought I finished it last night, but then the author sent out some edits on the last two chapters. So I have to reread the last two chapters, but I am absolutely delighted. It's a really fun um, YA fiction, fantasy, urban fantasy, much like this is, Percy Jackson is. And uh, I think I think that it's going to be part of a series, and I think we should absolutely read that series on this uh on the podcast because it's it's fun. Are we plugging this book yet, or uh, is it uh, on the hush hush down low? Oh no no, it comes out on the twelfth. Okay, so it, it it published on the twelfth, so we can we can promo it ahead of time. Uh, it is called House of Wolves by Stephen Adams. Stephen with a V, Adams with an S at the end. Okay, um, Stephen Adams and uh, House of Wolves, and it is absolutely fantastic. I believe the publishing company is Castle Drum Publishing. Okay. I also didn't sleep last night, so if I'm a little loopy. <sighs> okay. Just making sure you're good. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, 
Anyway, uh, so other than that, uh, speaking of recordings and stuff that we do, should we address the elephant in the room? Uh, that we missed last week because of our anniversary? Uh, no. Uh, the other one. The Monstera is really big and taking over the office? No, her name's Dolores, and she's just a delight. Um, <laughs> anyway, no. Um, <laughs> the, um, the elephant in the room that I'm speaking of is there's a new mainline Percy Jackson book coming out in <gasps> less than two months. Yeah. Uh, so, Which the, means that we just extended the yeah. length of our commitment to this podcast. We, we did. For those of you who aren't aware, and if you're listening to a chapter-by-chapter chapter podcast on Percy Jackson and the Olympians, I'm assuming you're aware that the new book is coming out, because you're that kind of uh, Percy Jackson nerd. However, for those of you who aren't aware, there is uh, book six that is coming out, I believe it's September 12th, but it's sometime in September. You called our listeners nerds yep. for listening to the <laughs> podcast, and you make the podcast. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I know. Just, I'm, funny. I'm double checking the title so I don't get it wrong. So Disney is doing a series of Percy Jackson, mm-hmm. and uh, when does that actually come out? I believe we're still in 2024. Okay, but as part of the announcement of that, there's a release of uh, a sixth book in the series. Yes, Percy Jackson, The Chalice of the Gods. Ah, the Chalice of the Gods. Uh, and I've tried to look up nothing about it, because obviously we still have uh, quite a few books to go, and we don't know, you know, what the status of any characters are going to be, who's alive, who's not, so yeah. I'm not looking up any information about it whatsoever, and uh, we'll get there when we get there, but we we are going to do that book when we get to it, and, so. Yeah, and we'll be timed out appropriately, it should be, by that, especially if we're going at our slower rate that we're doing right now, but. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and I mean, this we this... might need to actually schedule this out though, so that we can do it like, and have our first episode be like the week it releases. Um, I highly doubt that's going to be possible since it releases in six weeks. Oh, it does. Yeah, it comes. Oh, out I in thought se- it was coming out when the show came no, out. No, it's oh. in September of this year, so oh. no, we're not remotely <laughs> going to be ready to record. Not any, not even close. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. It will it will be deep into 2024 by the time we get around to it. Got it. Um, also, this 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 podcast keeps extending because we also are going to have to watch the show and maybe do a bonus episode by episode breakdown of uh, the show as it releases. I'm down to do that and throw that on the Patreon. Yeah. So that'll that'll probably be coming Put down that the behind as well. Wall. Yeah. This is a uh, <laughs> might actually make some money <laughs> one of these days. Um, so that's all the news. Should we just jump into uh, our summaries for this chapter? Sure. Cool. Would you like to go first or would you like me to? I'll go ahead and go first. Mine's okay. pretty short. All right. Here is my summary. Annabeth doesn't like Tyson, but agrees to keep him around. Annabeth's been dreaming about camp. They get in a fancy magic taxi. Percy gets four random numbers from the drivers after risking all of their lives. The campers are under attack. That's it. Very uneventful chapter for you. You read the chapter and you were like, this chapter's really fun. And I I read it and I'm like, this chapter is boring. I I like this one kind of bit. There's there's a few things that I want to get into about it. Um, A lot of it's like meta commentary. But uh, here's my summary. Beware the Canadians. (laughs) Annabeth doesn't dream of Grover. Expositional recap time. 
Why is Percy stupid again? That's a big one that I really want to bring up. Um, hey, look, the Grey Witches, or whatever you call them. Why can't Percy see Tyson clearly? Jason reference. So far, a very typical cab ride. Percy is impertinent. The numbers, what do they mean? And it's always the hill. It's always the hill. Yep. It's always the hill. <laughs> yep. Which I get it, because that's like the dividing line. That's where the monsters are supposedly not able to cross. Yep. But whatever. Uh, so let's just get into this. So we have escaped uh, the um, explosion in the gym at Percy's old school that he's never going back to. Yep. Uh, with Annabeth, and she is now standing on the street. They've gotten away a few blocks with Percy and Tyson, and Annabeth's looking at Tyson pretty weird. Yeah, she's being super rude. Uh, super cagey where about did him. You, where did you find him? He yeah. can hear you, you know? He yeah. can talk? Like, talking about him like he's not there, uh, like Annabeth's being super rude about it. She also makes several, like, interesting comments that I want to uh, address, where... You know, Percy's just uh, examining Tyson and being like, Ermagerd, like, you know, we just got into a firefight with, yeah, like, flaming dodgeballs. Yeah, he's checking dodge on him to make sure that he's okay, because he yeah. handled those flaming dodgeballs. Yeah. He's expecting his hands to be all burned. Yeah, and uh, he remarks that Tyson's hands aren't burnt, and it's like, of course not. I'm surprised the Lastragonians even attacked you with him standing around. And, like, that's the first of several comments that are made about Tyson. Uh, again, implying that... There, there's something something real special about him. We knew that. Yeah. I want to address that more later because there's a few more lines that I want to bring up as we go. Um, but anyway, Annabeth uh, explains what the Lestragonians were. If we weren't paying attention in the last chapter, hey, they're cannibals. They come from up north in English. I guess we'd call them Canadians. But I don't get I, that. I didn't, yeah. get, I didn't get that joke. I yeah. was just like... <laughs> Cause, because... <laughs> He wants to know what they would be called. Uh-huh. Well, the Lastragonians are not named for an area. They're named for a person. Like, mm-hmm. if they were named for a country uh-huh. that is now Canada, yeah. I'd get it. Like, it would be funny. Yeah. But they're not. They're named for their father, son of Poseidon, Lastragon. Yeah. Like. Who's a, I don't know who's a famous Canadian. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, the one who has the gin. Um, Ryan Reynolds. That one. Um, <laughs> call them Rin- Rinaldians. They were the. Yeah, let's call them Rinaldians. <laughs> <Yep>. like, <what? laughs> I don't know. Like, well, and yeah, she's she's adapting the name as if the name came from a place, which I would like. I again, I would get. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like it's like changing Siamese to Thai. Yeah. Like, it's an appropriate change to make because it's a change in the place's name. But it's not. They're named after a person, so there's no reason to change their their name. Like, just call them the Lastragonians. But I did laugh really hard when she said Canadians. Yeah. I chuckled at that. I didn't know why it was funny. Um, But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I laughed at it, but I don't know why it was funny. It's it's happened before. I laughed. Uh, then there's a bit of catch-up where they talk about dreams they've been having, and uh, Percy's just like, oh, I mean, the ones about Grover and Annabeth's like, what? No, 
I haven't been dreaming about Grover. So they've been having different prophetic dreams, which yeah. I find interesting. Yeah. And why is Annabeth not dreaming about Grover? Is Percy, is, is just because he has a deeper bond with him? Or is it like... Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is probably what is more important to them. Yeah. Like, camp is much more important to Annabeth than it is to Percy. Like, it's important to Percy, but yeah. Grover as a person and his friend is more important to him than camp is. Yeah. That would be my assumption. But also we know the powers that be are after Percy, so maybe something is trying to lure him that's to, possible. to Florida with the... Uh, with Grover being there as bait. That's a that's a speculation. Yeah. I thought about that, too. Uh, so they're dreaming about different things. Uh, Annabeth knows there's something going wrong at camp. She doesn't know any more than Percy does at this point, really, other than there's a problem there. Yeah. Um, and then Tyson jumps in with a question uh, about the last Dragonians and how they called him uh, Son of the Sea God. And then we go into some expositional dialogue to um, refresh ourselves about everything we learned in the last book. Yes. About, uh, oh, hey, all the Greek gods, those are still alive, kicking around. Um, you know, we're half-bloods, we're half-god, half-human, etc., etc. Monsters in the gym. And Tyson's just like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah of course. But they called that, you yeah. the son of the sea god. He's just like, knew all this already, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Percy's just like, yeah, I'm I'm the son of Poseidon. Uh, and then this line I wanted to read, Tyson frowned, now he looked confused. And then he starts, but then, siren wheeled, he gets cut off. Um, which I have shared before in the previous chapter, I think. my I'm not going to say baseless, I think it's entirely based speculation, uh, is that Tyson's a cyclops and is a, uh, at, at the very least, Percy's cousin. Yeah. If not, like, half-brother. I mean, yeah, half-brother or, <sighs> or nephew or something, you know, some, yeah. some generational divide, but yeah. yeah. But they're 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 absolutely related, like yeah. he was going to say. Yeah. They're both spawn of Poseidon, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So. Uh, Either we... that or, like, Tyson was sent to kill the son of Poseidon and he never found him. And now he's like, wait, I'm supposed to hurt you. Yeah. And didn't we establish that the last Dragonians were also related to Poseidon in some way? Yep. Yeah. So, it's a... It's more family drama. Yep. Uh, Keep it in the family. Yep. That's what we do. Uh, so then we have Deus Ex Annabeth yet again. Yep. Well, uh, Deus, Deus Ex uh, Drachma. Yeah. Uh, and she's always carrying around Drachma for these various things that Which, she knows I how mean, to do. if you like, lived yeah. in this world with this level of magic and all of that was required. Yeah. Like, it's like, why, why, why doesn't Percy? Why doesn't Percy? <laughs> exactly. But... Also, how does she... Uh, never mind. Sorry. We'll get there. Uh, she fizzes out of drachma and then uh, is... Sorry. She pulls out the coin and Percy's just like, Annabeth, New York cab drivers aren't going to take drachma. What are you doing? And that's why I put that on this thing of why is Percy stupid again? Because between the last chapter and this chapter, I feel like he's asking a lot of questions that he already knows the answers to. And it's like acting like a person who is not a part of this world when he very much was yeah. in the last book and learned all this stuff and, like, was there when, like, Annabeth pulled out the drachma and they summoned Iris. And, but that like, doesn't mean that he has learned about all of these, like, options that are available. Uh-huh. So, like, if he had said, what are you doing with that? Yeah. That would have been a more appropriate question yeah. than, like... Well, the cab drivers aren't going to take that. Yeah, it's like so he, I, I agree with you that the phrasing is dumb, but I 
don't agree that Percy should know how to summon this taxi. Yeah, I don't think he's going to know about this taxi, this taxi specifically, but, like, just the, the fact that, you know, obviously she knows what she's doing at this point. Yeah. Um, also, I don't want to, like, uh, constantly draw comparisons to other YA series, uh, but, like, a lot of the interactions, some in the last book, but more, but more so here, between uh, Percy and Annabeth, are very reminiscent of, like, the early interactions between, like, Harry and Hermione in uh, the Harry Potter series, where Harry's just like, the heck are you doing all the time? Because Hermione knows everything about the magical world and, like, knows all these secrets and all these little hacks and whatnot. Yeah. And it's very much she's explaining to him how this world works. Yeah. And so that's kind of, it's a very similar dynamic. I mean, and it's a very common trope in storytelling because it's a necessary trope in storytelling Uh when you're taking somebody into another world in order to explain to the reader and and build the world out for the reader. You need to have a dumb party member who's having everything explained to them who is the voice of the audience. Yeah. Uh, So there's that. She tosses the dragon into the street, sinks right into it. (laughs) She says some magic words, though. Yes, she does say some magic words, which I'm not going to try to pronounce and butcher in the original Greek, but it basically means stop Chariot of the Damned. Yes. Or, sorry, Chariot of Damnation, not yeah. Chariot of the Damned. Very, very different. Uh, throws the coin into the street, a giant black tar pit bubbles up from it, and out With of the red pit... red blood. Yes. Uh, emerges a smoky gray taxi. With something written on the side that Percy can't exactly read because he's dyslexic. Why isn't it in Greek? Yeah, that was my question. Why isn't like, the name in Greek? Yeah. Also, <laughs> dyslexia doesn't make the letters disappear. There's yeah, no T. Yes. <laughs> I did notice that. And I, I sat for an embarrassingly long time trying to figure out what that would be. Yeah, I read it as gray series. Yeah. I was just like, the, well, the first word is obviously gray, but what could the second one be that makes any sense? Because, like, there's an, like, even for series, there's an extra S. Yeah. And, like, there's there's no word that has three S's, an I, an R, and E. It doesn't exist. I was just like... Until you throw a T in there, and <laughs> yeah. then suddenly it makes a sense. Yes. So I sat there for a very long time being like, what is that word? Also, <laughs> as I was reading through this, this book, I was in editor brain in mm-hmm. this other book mm-hmm. that I've just read. Over the last three days. Uh-huh. So I was making editor notes and, like, typo notes and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was really hard for me to jump into reading this and not, like, write down my editor angry notes. Yeah. I was, like, throughout the whole interaction in the taxi, the person who is identified as having the eye at any given point changes three times. Back, forth, back, and forth. Yes. When when the, the eye never changes hands in yeah. this chapter. It was a bit hard to follow. Yeah. And so my brain was like in editor mode being like, this is not done well. Yeah. Uh, that was that was kind of a weird choice. Uh, but there's an old lady, or at least one old lady, in the front seat of the taxi, asks where they're going. Says she won't take Tyson. And won't take Tyson. And this is where I wanted to bring up my other point of like, why it can't Percy see Tyson clearly? Because I feel like when Annabeth and the taxi ladies are looking at him, they are seeing something different than Percy is seeing. Yep, for sure. Why? Because Percy doesn't want to see him. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think Percy just wants to have a friend. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I I feel like there's there's some weirdness because like obviously like Sally is aware of him like. She, she's exists. met Tyson, and, yeah. like, the, he's, she's going to take him to the skate shop in, like, the first chapter. 
and like you know has tried to get the school to do something about him like she's aware he exists she sees him probably the same way percy does like he gets bullied so all the other kids at school see him in some fashion yeah but like annabeth is aware that he's something else entirely Maybe. Annabeth is looking for it, though, I yeah. think, and Percy's not. Mm, yeah. I think that's a big part of it, is that Percy's just not looking for it. Yeah. So, anyway, that's interesting. Also, I think Percy also wants to have a normal life when he's not at, at camp, so he's much more likely to let the mist guide him. Yeah. I, I had that, like, I get that, but also circling back to, like, the why is Percy stupid again... Like, if what, he knows he's going to be hunted, he should be on the lookout. Well, he should be on the lookout, but also, like, in the very first book, we repeat this of being like, oh, yeah, Percy's an outcast at school. He has this one friend who's really weird, and, like, you know, turns out, oh, hey, his friend's a satyr, and we discover his friend is secretly more than what he appears to be. And secretly protecting him, yeah. and once more. <laughs> and when this happens again, Percy's immediately not just like, oh, hey, what are you? And she's like, no, he's a normal homeless kid, obviously. Yeah. And, like, doesn't see it when it's already happened before with Grover. And Annabeth like, even <laughs> says, like, I'm, sh- I, I get why the monsters didn't attack you because he was around. Yeah. And I'm surprised the Lastragonians even attacked yeah. with him standing next to you. So, like, why Percy is being so willingly blind to all of this. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's dumb. Yeah, he is. He's being a little dumb. Anyway, so Annabeth bribes him to let Tyson the taxi. They get in. Uh, but she specifically in the text said that she pulled out, like, she was digging around for a coin. Yes. Like, she couldn't find it. Yeah. Like, she didn't have any more. She just had one left. Yeah. And then she promises them three more. Yeah, she might be lying about that. I don't think she's lying. I hope she's not. <laughs> but, like, I also think that she's relying on being able to get to camp and have camp be okay when she's expecting camp to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they take off, um, going out of, you know, they get out of Metro fare for going out along to go into Long Island. How exciting. Uh, and then we notice that there's not just one lady in the front seat. There are three. Uh, they're talking about some weird stuff, uh, about, you know, trading an eye. Give me the eye. Uh, we name them. We have Tempest, Anger, and Wasp. Yes. Uh, so we did some research here. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And I had this pulled up. Your phone's over there. Um, and we can talk a little bit about this because, like, this is obviously a reference to, uh, the mythology and... There's some interesting changes that happen here between, um, like, what happens in the myth and what happens in this chapter, but a lot of similarities. So I'm just going to read this um, that I got via um, Villains Wiki, which is the most concise one that I found that wasn't, like, an academic source. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to butcher this. The original Greek, uh, the name is spelled G-R-A-E-I-A-E. G-R-A-E-A-E. So I'm going to say, like, Graia. Graia. They're just calling Gray. Uh, also known as the Stygian Witches, or the Gray Sisters, were three gray-haired hag-like sisters in Greek mythology. Uh, they were the children of the elemental gods Phorcus and Sato, and they were the goddesses of old age. Uh, they had gray hair, empty eye sockets, and toothless mouths from birth, and they were the sisters of Gorgons. Uh, because of their lack of godliness, the gray were given jurisdiction over a swamp, and they were also given an eye and a tooth to share among themselves. This eye gave them great knowledge and wisdom. Uh, when the Gorgons were cursed by Athena, they entrusted their locations to the Grey, who kept quiet for them until the day they met Perseus. 
Perseus was on a quest to destroy Medusa. He went to the lair of the Great for information on her whereabouts. He took their eye and threatened to throw it in the swamp unless they told him where the Gorgons were. Reluctantly, the Great told Perseus where Medusa was. So, that's the original myth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perseus, hunting down Medusa, finds these old ladies, argues with him, threatens the eye. Yeah, so that's the original myth. And we have very strong parallels here where at the end of the chapter, uh, Percy gets a hold of this eye and is holding it hostage based on uh, asking for knowledge that he doesn't even know that he needs yet. Because we'll they that. made it. Yeah, one of them said something like, "You, oh no, don't tell him he hasn't asked yet." Yeah, so. but uh, that's who they are in the mythos. Okay. Yeah, and classic myths. Um, a lot of collections of three old ladies. That's just like a. That's a theme. Yeah. Uh, you it's know, like we the Fates have, and the Stygian sisters. Who else is there? And the Furies. Oh, the Furies. Of which there are traditionally three of. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Uh, three is a number. Um, As are and, most numbers. Uh, anyway, I also wanted to share this line because I thought it was relevant to previous conversation. Uh, when they get in the back seat, there's a little uh, PSA. Yeah. It says, <laughs> Hi, this is Ganymede, cupbearer to Zeus, and when I'm out buying wine for the Lord of the Skies, I always buckle up. Which I thought was fun, uh, but also... Uh, relevant because what little i know about the plot of the new book coming up the chalice of the gods is that they are uh ganymede is involved as the cupbearer yeah and the chalice that he bears to zeus is been stolen Ooh, i'm the chalice thief yeah (laughs) yeah kind of a similar plot point you would think to the first one but we'll get there um anyway so they are in the middle of just this conflict all throughout New York City. They're veering and careening through the streets, running Bunch red of lights. Of streets that Not, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure all real, all real streets in New York. I didn't look it up, but I'm going to assume they are. Um, and it'd be really hard to drive with only one eye between two people. <laughs> yeah. Like, give the driver the eye at least. One would think so. Uh, we have a subplot about Tyson possibly being his car sick and like that being a thing that we need to deal with and Percy being like Annabeth, let him use your backpack. Yeah. And he's like, no, I've actually got stuff in there. Um, anyway, they have this conflict as they're careening through the streets. Uh, we make some references to uh, like how they've uh, been around for a few thousand years doing this. Uh, they had Jason in the cab before. Jason reference, Jason the Argonauts. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. And I wanted to bring up, just as an aside, um, that, I don't know, I appreciate more now what Riordan is trying to do. And, you know, the way that he is... You know, doing a pretty accurate retelling of a lot of, like, Greek myths, Greek myths and epics um, in a more approachable way to, like, middle schoolers. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of neat. And it's just like, hey, these are really good stories, and this is the basis of all Western literature. But asking 12-year-olds to sit down and read something like The Odyssey is, is not going to work. Because, like, I can barely sit down and read The Odyssey. Like, the Greek epics are... Uh, Time's a very hard read. Yeah. They're a slog to get through. The language is very obtuse, even in the English, like, modern translations. Yeah. It's it's difficult. So him taking all this and this knowledge of mythology that he obviously has he's done his research, he's put his time in, and being like, I'm going to try to make this fun while still keeping all the original themes and characters involved. 
Um, so you're finally appreciating it, uh, uh, this this thing you didn't like about the first book. Uh, no, I, I, I like it because, like, I, I, I get more of what he's trying to do. Yeah. So, like, I, I just wanted to uh, shout out and be like, hey, good job, Rick. If you're, <laughs> if you're ever listening to this podcast, which you won't, keep up the good work. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, the there's several pages of this fight between the sisters and who wants the eye, and they make this mention that you brought up of, you know, they're talking about all these things that they know and the knowledge they have, and they're just like, oh, the location you seek. And Percy's just like, wait, what? And then, like, the other one's just like, oh, shut up. He doesn't know he wants that information yet. Yeah, because they're listing all the knowledge that they have. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so it goes that... Uh, in... 30, 31, 75, <laughs> 12... Yeah. Sorry, we haven't gotten there yet. He hasn't <laughs> held them hostage yet. Yeah. Uh, so in the conflict, eye comes out of one of their heads. Uh, Tooth comes out. Really gross. What's the deal with wanting to bite the coin? I guess if they only have one tooth, they never get to bite things. I don't know. I in, my, in the brief amount of research I did, I didn't see anything that was referencing them liking coins or anything. So uh, who knows? Okay. Uh, but the eye comes out, gets in the back seat. Um, Percy is able to acquire the eye. Uh, doesn't really want to touch it, but I wouldn't want it either. <laughs> tears a piece off of his shirt and picks it up, and basically holds it hostage. And is like, "Hey, so by the way, the heck are you talking about? What information shouldn't I have?" Uh, and they something say something like, uh, uh, "Well, they give a series of numbers. Yep. It's like 30, 30 31, 31, 75, 12." 12. Uh, and Percy's just like, what? That makes no sense. And they're just like, that's all we can tell you. Go warn us there. And Annabeth's like, you need to give them the <laughs> eye because they can't do what they need to do to get us there safely without it. Yeah. Give them the eyes. Annabeth's just like, give it to them. Yeah. We need to actually be able to see where we're going and, uh, yeah, not die. Well, and it also gives them knowledge. Like, yeah. they... Uh... It's part of their magic. So... Uh, brief side, do we have any speculation whatsoever as to what these numbers mean? Ooh, I don't know. Um, my knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, there's some kind of coordinates. Yeah, I was just like, it's not really how latitude and longitude work, so that wouldn't make any sense. Um, I mean, they say it's a location, but... Could also be... Uh, a floor, a door number, um, zip code. Well, hang on. So if you were doing... I need to look this up now. If you were doing like a very basic latitude and longitude, what you got for us? Oh, just looking up like uh, 3031 as a latitude and 7512 as longitude. Yeah. Um, if they're both positive, it's in India, in the Punjab region. If the 75 is negative, then it's the Atlantic Sea off the coast of South Carolina, Florida, like, you know, off okay. the coast somewhere. Yeah. Um, and if it's, if they're both negative, it's off the coast of Chile, you know, like. Yeah. So. Well, if one's near enough to Florida, that's kind of relevant. It might be, that might just be where we're talking about. I mean, it's not really near to Florida. It's okay. well off the Atlantic. Like, yeah. it's. Yeah, I mean, we know Grover's in Florida. We don't necessarily know if that was his destination or if he's just passing through. So we know Percy dreamed Grover was in Florida. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, cool. Well, I guess we'll find out when we get there. 
Anyway, uh, they come to a screeching halt just outside of Camp Half-Blood, and hey, they got there in time because they look up on the hill, and there's a group of campers, and they're under attack. Uh-oh. Ending on a cliffhanger. Yep. And that's the end of the chapter. Indeed. Oh. Uh, did we miss anything? No, not in this chapter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I um, feel like I had a lot more in this one to talk about than you did. Uh, yes, you definitely did. For me, my notes include Canadians, ha. Ganymede, ha. Tempest Anger Wasp, inconsistent eye holders, confusing. Eyes are a motif. Yes, uh, and I feel like they're very much going to be a motif in this one, especially considering your new book cover. Yeah. Um, with the giant eye, we have a cyclops here, like, eyes are going to be a thing. Yeah. So. We haven't looked Tyson in the eyes. Yeah. Eye, singular, we don't know that. <laughs> yeah, we um, probably don't. Yeah. Cool. Uh, should we move on to our next segment then? Sure. Okay. Do you have a favorite sentence? I'm just going to say that I really enjoyed the moment where they're like, we know things. And then the, the following is, every street in Manhattan, Wasp bra- bragged, still hitting her sister, the capital of Nepal. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. Bring those ladies to bar trivia. Yep. They know things. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't been doing this segment, but I, I, I did enjoy this one that I wanted to uh, share. What was it? Pick on Big and Ugly Kids Day? <laughs> I'm just like, yes, Percy, it always is. Um, anyway, apologies to any of our listeners who might be big and ugly kids. Sorry. Um, anyway, should we move on to our rewrites? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead and knock that out. Yeah. Uh, you did your summary first, so should I do my rewrite first? I also did my favorite sentence first, so okay. yeah, do I'll your do rewrite first. You better. Do right. something first. It's your turn. Uh, so as you might have guessed, uh, my rewrite is from a perspective of Tyson, because I thought he uh, had an interesting uh, viewpoint in this chapter. <clears throat> I was I was going to do one of the ladies, but I was just like, we basically get their entire thought process throughout this entire chapter, yeah. so there's not a lot I can do with that. They're very vocal yeah, about their very, brain yeah. processes. Yeah. Um, so here's mine. <clears throat> I forget sometimes the brief and flickering flames that are the lives of mortals and the oft-disquieting rapidity in which they must always act and seek to understand. Endless questions issuing staccato from their lips that next always asked before one has had the time to truly answer the first it is only due to their impatience that they assume me dim-witted. <laughs> I'll allow them slow. To their perception I am ponderous indeed, but I am slow like the continents. My depth of knowledge is the foundation upon which mountains rise and fall, my momentum barely noticeable but yet utterly inevitable all the same. But unlike them, I have patience. When they try to communicate what they must see as grand revelation, I will nod and play along with them. Yes, tiny things, I understand you. I understand more than you could ever think to learn. But I concede to you one thing. I hate automobiles. They are entirely too fast. Okay. <laughs> That was fun. I like I like your version of Tyson a lot. Thank you. Here's mine. Uh-huh. 
I ran outside the office building when I saw smoke coming from the direction of my kid's school. Dread was overwhelming me. When I got there, she was fine. But what I saw on the way there, you'll never believe the way this taxi just appeared out of nowhere. Seriously, like, I know they do that all the time around corners, but, but, but this one came out of the ground. I swear. And I think I recognized the school gym uniform on one of the people piling into the car. The end. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was expecting to go somewhere else with that. Again, this chapter <laughs> just was so short. Yeah, it was. I mean, I... Uh, that's going to be my issue with every chapter in the book. Yeah, and that's going to be issue, your issue. Uh, no, I, I, I the like... The whole book is short. Yeah. I like the idea of Tyson in this one, like, yeah. you know, as they were explaining this whole, uh, the concept of the world to him, and he was just like, yeah, duh, of yeah. course. Yeah. Tell me something I don't know. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, cool. So that's the chapter. Exciting to see uh, what's attacking the campers at Camp Half-Blood. I'm curious. We're going to find out. Curiouser and curiouser. Mm-hmm. Would you like to uh, take us out? Sure. Thank you so much for joining us today as we discussed Chapter 3 of The Sea of Monsters. And join us next time as we discuss Chapter 4, Tyson Plays with Fire. I feel like he's already done that. We're just getting re- repetitive here. Tyson Plays with Fire. Yeah. It's a little... He did do that already. Uh Uh-huh. I agree. All right. Um, Until next time, you can follow us on social media at Chronically Podcast on Instagram. You can also email us your fan art of a green eye and a smoky taxi at chronicallypodcast at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash chronicallypodcast. And until next time, uh, don't take an old lady's eyes away from her. Like, that's rude. Don't, don't do it. Very. Just don't. And uh, also never leave home without at least four drachma. At least four. <laughs> at least. <laughs> Bye. Oh, bye. Should we banter first? How are you? Is that just like a random contact? Yes. Okay. Not included in the banter. Anyway, how are you, Kristen? Hello, and welcome to Chronically Olympus, the podcast in which my co-host and I discuss the Percy Jackson and the Olympians podcast. Book? Books. The podcast in which my co-host and I discuss the Percy Jacksons and the... Percy Jacksons. Somebody didn't sleep last night, <laughs> we can tell. Yes, so, um, they're... Blah, blah. Why are you getting closer to the sun? It's hot. It's really <laughs> But I'd have to look that up on my phone, which I don't have with me right now, because I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I also didn't sleep last night, so if I'm a little loopy... <laughs>
Hates turning sounds. Here is my summary. I feel like I'm gonna sneeze, so I'm struggling right now. So we have a very strong what? The sand is falling off of Bendu, and and, and Smokey thinks it's food. Yeah. Are you being generous or feeding? Yeah, he really does. He's been going at it. Bendu keeps turning, and more sand keeps falling off of him as he enters the current, and this fish is just like begging him. You've got, you've got, you've got some food, right? I just fed you. You're not starving. Stop yeah. eating the sand. He thinks he's, he thinks he's hungry. Anyway, um, 